Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Oh wow! Look, only you're on the screen. What a close-up! <laughs> I love it. Oh, I feel like I'm back in television. What's up, everybody? If you hit the ITV button Whoa. on the top of your screen, you can see Ron in our studio because I'm cut out today. But that's okay because he's the, the pretty you? one anyway. We'll <laughs> in there. What's up, Chad? What's look going on? Like, yeah, I cut you out today. Sorry. Such a ham. That's fine. You can keep it that oh, way. Ron likes it. He loves it. Oh, he loves if it. I'm picking my nose, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> I feel like I'm back on television again. It's so, a good feeling. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome go. to the show. Before we get started, let me give a shout out to the chat room and everybody in it. We got Lady Lake Cindy. We got Iris Ginger. Ken Pettigrew from the Ken Pettigrew Show. Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific. No, 8 p.m. Pacific time, KenPettigrew.com. I messed that up almost. Um, hello, 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 everybody. We got a great show for you today. Starting out with, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. We've got so much to talk about. The AIDS walk in Central Park was fantastic. We raised over $5 million to help and keep us winning the war against HIV and AIDS. Um millions of people the park was filled everybody behaved no fighting no stealing no mugging no no drinking no stoned just everybody conducted themselves beautifully and walked well and was respectful of the park i was so proud and so thrilled to be a new yorker that i am 
and to be around all these wonderful New Yorkers who really are incredible people. And, and we had of a course, good time. the foreign people who were there also. Many languages were being spoken, and the park was just beautiful. And of course, um, Leon is is incredible. I mean, his performance, he did two hours of nonstop energy, music, bouncing. I call it um, Calypso. They call it Raggae. Beautiful music. I had a great time. You guys time. know Leon from Leon and the Peoples. Yeah, he was on last week. He's a super big uh, movie star, film star. His band is called Leon and the Peoples. He's got a brand new single called Love is a Beautiful Thing. And uh, it's available now on iTunes worldwide. And it was awesome. And we got to hang out with them backstage. And we always like going backstage. And it's just been an incredible, <laughs> incredible week. Lily McLeod's song came out. And oh, my God. It was like an explosion. Absolutely. It is selling like wildfire. It came out on Tuesday. Even President Obama's wife, Michelle, loves it. So maybe she'll use it to help the kids in Africa to find them. Everybody loves it. Our talk shows are contacting Jimmy. They want her on their talk shows. She's Left and right. She's doing an hour on Christian Network. I mean, Lily is going to fly. This song is so great. The name it's, of the song is What About the Beautiful Children? Well, I was going to go there and then ask Jimmy to play it and play the ting a ling a ling one. We're going to play the ting a ling a ling one. And when you hear the song, <laughs> I know you're going to love it because we do have to worry about the children. Too many of them are being stolen, kidnapped, abused, sexually abused. Uh, Sex trafficking, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, physically abused, mentally abused by horrific parents who don't deserve to have children, or places that the kids go to and play with, uh, other children that make fun of them if they're overweight or if they're slow or there's something wrong with them. We've really got to get together, folks, because remember and listen to what I'm saying. The children of today are the adults of tomorrow, the people who will care for you when you get old. So if you don't care for these children now, when you get to be 70 or 80 years old, you're not going to have anybody that's going to care about you. No one that's going to care about politics. No one that's going to care about our country. So treat the children well. They're the future. And let's not abuse them. Please, let's not you abuse them. You want to play children. it real quick? Our guest is going to call in like three minutes. The song could let's, probably just play. I think we just should play the song. I'm so All right. Hey, Chad, you want to play the uh, ting-a-ling-a-ling version I sent you yesterday? The ting-a-ling-a-ling version. What about the beautiful children? Hopefully you got rid of the one we played last week because that was the one we didn't want to play. We want to play this one. Hey, I this got is my version. favorite one. They're both okay. This one's great. This one's amazing. So everybody, uh, this, this is, is What the About best. the Beautiful Children by X Factor finalist Lily McLeod. Available now worldwide on all the digital download sites. Here it goes. Play it, Chad. Children can give us life and love. What about the children? Let them walk 
about the children, the beautiful children. Children should talk, they should sing. Even when we're old, we can be young. We should bless children with everything. What about the children, the beautiful children? I do flip over her. I mean, the last time I rolled my eyes and fainted like this was when Johnny Mathis sang um, Heavenly for the first time on, on our car radio. We just blew a bulb in the studio. Hey, everybody. So that's What About the Beautiful Children by X Factor finalist Lily McLeod, available worldwide on iTunes, Amazon, all the digital download sites. And in the meantime, we want to welcome Doug and Michael to the Jimmy Star Show. What's up, everybody? Hello. Hey, thanks for welcoming us. Good to be here. I don't know how to like pronounce you guys' this last name, so how about you guys each introduce yourself, and that way I don't screw it up. Sure thing. My name is Mike Deshant. Okay, I would have gotten yours yeah. right. Okay, Doug, your turn. Uh, Doug Gritzmacher. 
I would have gotten you right too. All right, hey. <laughs> That works. So welcome to, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, guys. How you doing? Were you able to listen to that song that Lily McLeod was singing? I heard it. Oh, I, heard it. I thought it was great. Did you hear yeah, it? We just, we just, I mean, that song is so incredible. That girl has got a voice. Boy, oh, boy. Anyway, I'm a little high from the song. So let's, uh, <laughs> I really am. I really, I like, they, we used to say years ago, it sent me. And I, it did definitely sent me. So now, what are you guys oh, all about? Oh, What's wait, going we on? We're going to introduce him to Chad. Oh, Chad. Why do hey, we always Chad. have to introduce Say hey Chad. to the man behind the boards, Chad, which I guess you probably got to talk to during the song anyway. Right. Mike and we and got, uh, we got welcome a chat to the room. show. We hello, got a chat, chat room, room full of people. You guys say hello to the chat room. Hey, chat room. All right, now, now you can ask them that if you want. No, I think they have to turn off their volume or something because I hear echo. No, you don't. I did. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, all right, you guys. So we got we got you two guys. First of all, one of you one of you got Doug. You work as a a cameraman on movies. Michael, okay. you're a veteran production assistant. To, okay. Together, you're directors of a brand new uh, documentary called Soldiers of Paint. I have to tell you that I thought this was like a totally ridiculous concept. Uh, when it was first presented to me, and then I went online and watched the the trailer for it, and like read all about it, and I thought like how much fun this would actually be to be a part of something like this. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's a blast for the people who play, um, and certainly a blast for us in filming it. It was. I mean, I'm sure you're all familiar with the building scene from Saving Private Ryan, and that that sort of comes to life uh, in Oklahoma, and we got to be part of our own little Saving Private Ryan. So let's let's tell everybody. So first of all, everybody, the name of the the name of, it's a documentary. It's called Soldiers of Paint. If you want to find out more about it, they got a great website at www.soldiersofpaint.com. And uh, basically, like uh, uh, the movie, uh, w I guess it was released. Uh, it's get it's released for the anniversary of D Day, which like I don't even really remember what D Day was. I had to like look it up. It's like the invasion of Normandy. I can't um, <laughs> I'm not a big yeah, into history. It's a minor event in history. Yeah, I know. I'm just not really big in history. I'm one of those like math and English. No. I'm one of those math people. It's, it's like it's as important as when we bombed Japan. I mean, invasion of of, of oh please. Anyway, wait. Let me finish explaining the what this is because this is a really cool thing. Like I've never played paintball before, um, but it's funny. Like at, right after we did, I did the press release about you guys coming on the show. Our next door neighbor came and showed me all his like welts from being. Uh, playing paintball for the first time and like everything. So, so this is basically like a, a documentary about a huge paintball reenactment of D-Day and the invasion of Normandy, where you have like the Ger you have the Germans and you have the the Americans, I guess. And <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, 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 you alone. Let me take it over. No, it wasn't okay. Germans. Well, I know it was the Germans, but you can't question it. Second World War, babe. Who will be fighting? The I know, Japanese but wait, wait, no, because in, 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 in this, though, right? In this, it, every year, this happens. This is something that happens every year, right, guys? Yes. 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 The, the, the put it on every year since 1996, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so they do this big thing. 5,000 people come out to reenact this in a paintball tournament, and one side is the Germans and one side is the Americans. But, but what I read online is like the. The, uh, the Americans don't win every year in this. The Germans no, that's what makes it, uh, Huh? It's, 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 that's what makes it unique among reenactments. I mean, most reenactments like Civil War and World War One, they sort of stay true to the letter of, of how things happen and unfolded. And this game, um, it's a game, first of all, so they start out with the same parameters as the invasion or as close as they can get to it in Oklahoma, and then it's any man's game after that. So... 
Um, so it's very competitive. This is like real tanks and stuff. Like they don't. It's like not make believe. Just a bunch of people running around on a field. They're all dressed in uniforms. They got like tanks and planes and all kinds of stuff. And like they're shooting paintballs. I mean, like, like how in the heck did you guys ever even like come up with this concept to it's like easy. make a documentary on this? Everybody wants to get in the act. Everybody wants. I know, but to they be made it. It's because they didn't do it, but they did the documentary of it. So like, how did you guys pick this as a topic? Because I know you've done some other films. How did you come across? This topic to make this like say, hey, this is going to be my first like really big awesome documentary. Yeah, we get that question a lot, and I think you know we. It's important to note that we weren't paintball players before we uh, decided to make this movie. We actually really didn't play much at all. I had played just a handful of times, and Doug uh, really had never played. And I happened to be at a friend's bachelor party back in 2007, and uh, we uh, took part in many activities, and one of them was playing paintball. And um, we were Doug and I were actually kind of talking about the idea we wanted to make a movie together because we had some success with our uh, first short documentary film that we made at uh, film school at American University in Washington, D.C. Yeah, good school, um, too, we, by the way, guys. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Um, but we, we had decided that we wanted to wait for the right opportunity, the right story, and sometimes those are hard to come by. And, you know, as filmmakers, we're always kind of listening for any good story that might come across. Uh, and I happened to be at that event, and there was a teenage kid that was with me that, uh, you know, a stranger that uh, I think I was in the, the dead zone, you know, after I'd been shot and was waiting for my next turn to get back in the game. And he asked me if I was going to go to Oklahoma D-Day this year, and I, I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, you don't know? Every year in Oklahoma, there's about 5,000 people that restaged the invasion of Normandy with paintballs. And I, I, immediately a light bulb went off. I was like, I must find out about that. And I reached out to Doug and I said, hey, you know, let's check this out. Look at the webpage. Uh, and I had the same reaction you guys did when I saw the, the webpage. They had tanks on there and guys running around with bazookas and uniforms and just the sheer scope of the event. I was like, wow, this is incredible. How has a, a story not been told about this yet? Um, and Doug actually, you know, was completely, you know, interested right away. And we re reached out to the uh, event owner, Dwayne Convers in Oklahoma, just picked up the phone and called him from his website. And he was like, yeah, sure, come on out. Nobody else has told a story about us. And I think that packed that is... up, we packed up my car from Washington, D.C. and drove all the way out to Oklahoma. And when we saw it the first time in person, we knew that we, uh, we wanted to make a movie about the event. I mean, 5,000 people in a reenactment is a lot. Like, you go and you see a couple hundred people in, like, a reenactment. But, like, this is, like... Heavy, like heavy, heavy duty, like cool stuff. Um, hey, Chad. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to, uh, um, uh, Chad, I want to play like the trailer. Can we play the trailer so people can hear it? We can do anything you want to do. So, hey, hey, you guys, how about this? We're going to play the trailer for it so people can kind of like hear it. Why don't you guys do an introduction for us real quick and then let's let Chad play it and then we'll talk. I mean, it only lasts like a minute and something. So, uh, and then we'll, we'll uh, talk after they play it so people can kind of get an idea. Go for it, Doug. Which one of your are you looking for? To the trailer? Yeah, go. Uh, well, the, the trailer is, is uh, you know, a trailer for the future film that we created. And, I mean, you should just play it. It explains itself. All right, here we go. Folks, this is it. There's no thoughts. It's either do or don't do. We got to pull together, go out there and win, or we're going to lose as individuals. The event out in Oklahoma, it's the biggest one in the world. The planning and organizing and strategizing for it goes on year-round. 
In a way, it's just like, where do we begin? Dwayne, when he was born, was always military-minded. And General Patton was his idol. Dwayne's grandfather was actually involved in the landing at D-Day. He started it as a way of honoring his grandfather. A lot of things I do here reflects from that. The field is brutal. In this game, you're there to create your own history. It's a little bit like playing Risk, but with real people. What I'm building here is called a Piat. I'm building it for Dino in particular because it's small. I love you. Never a moment I'm not proud of you. Let's see what you're made of. My wife's been very tolerant of my obsession of paintball. Right now, my husband is building a tank. Every year, the level gets raised. You get a lot more information from an informant. They're getting suspicious of the uh, conference calls we've been infiltrating. I don't have an explanation for that. It's hard to explain the connection that you get. It's not like best friends, it's more like brothers. Coming over for the, the world's biggest game. There's some real Germans coming. Hey, how about meeting up for There's no money, there's no trophy. All there is is the respect you get for having won the game. This is the video game. Take the bridge. Doesn't that look cool? Yeah. Like, I think the whole like thing it. just looks so much like fun. It's so unique. It's so different. You know, like, I've uh, I've seen here, like, places that do paintball, but I've never actually gone in them. So did you guys get to actually, like, fight in the one that you were doing the documentary on or not? Well, uh, I did. I, I have experience after the fact going back playing with one of the units out there for fun. Um, but both Doug and I did, um, when we were filming for the, the movie, we filmed uh, in the battle as embedded cameramen, battle-embedded cameramen. And that's, um, we both would agree that it's the, one of the most physically demanding and challenging things that we've ever experienced. Um, you know, it's, it's no joke. The, the field is very big. It's 800 acres. Uh, it's uh, usually 90-plus degrees out there in, in June in Oklahoma. Uh, if you're not hydrated, uh, the heat will get you. Uh, you're running around with a camera trying to film and you're getting shot at. Uh, it's pretty intense. I think, uh, yeah, like I don't, I didn't even think about like June too. Like it's so hot. Like I don't know if it's hot in Oklahoma, but in Florida it's like really hot. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's not much different. <laughs> and you've got, uh, you know, it's 800 acres and it's up rocky, hilly terrain. So a lot of these guys are hiking several miles throughout the game. Um, and you're in a face mask, which is, hard to breathe through and it's hot and you're in clothing from, you know, boots, head to toe covered up because of uh, uh, poison ivy and bugs and there's a lot of thicket out there and thorns. I mean, it's, it's, it's intense. I, I and love they don't it. take a break. They don't take a break. I mean, it's really considered to them the Super Bowl of paintball. So, you know, it, it's not about going out there. I mean, of course, it's, they're out there to have fun and it's competition and it's a, a brotherhood of people that get together to, enjoy it, but they're really competitive and they do want to win and, and it for them is uh, like the, the trailer said, it's it's not a trophy, it's not money, but it's the bragging rights that they can carry on each year to say that they won. How, how long does the actual like war, is it over in a day? Yeah, so, uh, it, it starts at, uh, people start moving into position around 7 a.m. The uh, gun goes off at 9 and it ends at 5 p.m. Okay. 
And like, so, so how do you like, know who... Kind of, kind of like the real thing, which was really only a day as well. Okay. I like that. I like it. So if people want to see Soldiers, Soldiers of Paint, how do, they go about do, how do they go about seeing it? Uh, well, the easiest thing to do is go to our website at buildingthepaint.com. All the options for where you can see it are available through that. I know it's like uh, available on like a uh, digital download on iTunes and Amazon. I think I read yep. there's a a place yep. on the website. If you guys go to soldiersofpaint.com, you can hit a button and uh, I guess you can get it. So like everybody should really see this because this is just really cool and interesting. And and it's not really. I mean, you don't you can like history and want to see it. You can like paintball and you want to see it. And you can just like cool things that are way different that maybe you you wouldn't be used to. You know, and you're going to enjoy it to go right. see it because it's just like something to to stand out. Kind of like it's got a little bit of something for everybody. And um, yeah. how about social social media for you guys? You're on Twitter, right? Yeah, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, um, all, Is, all over that. Are they all soldiers of paint? Yes. So you guys yeah. follow them on Twitter. It's at soldiers of paint. Uh, like their Facebook page. Go to soldiersofpaint.com and uh, uh, and just check all about it. You can see the the uh, the uh, trailer again. Um, they've got all kinds of cool stuff on the website, and and I think everybody should support it. Number one, it's indie filmmaking, and we want to support indie filmmaking. Number two, it's a really cool topic that you know you don't normally get to see, and you wouldn't even really think about probably if you didn't see this. And uh, number three, it's just cool. So like you know, download it and watch it. Yeah, and I'd, I'd add too, guys, if I could, that the um, the DVD has about 25 minutes of bonus features on it, including a uh, a full director's commentary for both Doug and myself, and we think it's it's pretty good content. So uh, if it's an added value, if you want to check it out, I'd say please pick up the DVD from our website. Absolutely. So everybody, go to soldiersofpaint.com. We want to thank you guys for coming on the show. We also want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting this thing up. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I, I'm very like intrigued. Uh, I spent like an hour and a half on the website like reading everything this morning. It was really, really interesting. So everybody, check it out. Go to soldiersofpaint.com. And we want to thank you guys for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Thanks guys. for having us. Good to be here. All righty, guys. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, so Ron fixed our lights, everybody. No, I didn't. Kind of. The bulbs are gone. The reason why I didn't take part in this interview is I am definitely against glorifying war of any kind. And I think those people that go to those camps to do that are insane. <laughs> why teach your children to use guns and to shoot one another? This only is procuring for war. We want peace. We don't want war. We, why don't they do something beautiful like a, an old-fashioned hippie loving? It's not loving? like that. It's a no, civil I'm, war. No, like it, a I civil don't care war what it is. I would never bring my children to something like that, that camp, to it's teach them. It's not a camp. I don't care what it is, Jimmy. It's people shooting people to hurt them, to kill them, to make believe. It still is violent. It's so guns. You don't, you don't go to like civil war reenactments and Absolute, stuff like that? Well, that's history. That's, 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 this is history. No, no, no. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm not in the... We don't, we don't partake. If we go to a civil war thing down south we go to see actors performing the, that's what these people are no doing. no these are regular sicko people that pay money to go there and shoot each other enough with this on to the next thing who's our next guest oh jay jay, jay henry's going to be coming on but not yet i hope he doesn't have a gun no he's a, he's going to be a jazz artist oh good jazz is good i love jay all right i love this guest no i'm sorry that's my opinion and you know folks i say what i feel I've been, i'm entitled I've lived longer than most, and I'm entitled to say what I want. I want peace in the world. I'm tired of war. I'm tired of military guns and camouflage. I want to see beauty and happiness and love and safety. I guess I'm an old hippie. That's okay. You know, everybody gets to say what they think. Right.
Okay, it'll so it'll probably be a smash, and it will be a, a show. Definitely, it will be a weekly show, and more to promote. No, it's it's a, just a documentary. No, I know that, Jimmy. But you know, we have so much on television right now. We have those ridiculous swamp people saying horrible things about blacks, Jews, and gays. We have just too much. And we have hate. the Hollywood hillbillies. We have too much junk on television. Too much hate. <laughs> There's not. If you watch TV, it's all shooting, killing, gun, bloods, blood, guts, vampires, ghouls. My God, what I happened to it. nice things? We are going into a <laughs> black world, a world of black-mindedness. It's all undercurrent. It's like hell and and shoot and kill and rob and steal and that's every, what sells and everybody wants. I to know make money. that's what sells, but we've become a society of weirdos. Thirty years ago, we were constructive people. We did beautiful movies. We made beautiful love stories. Beautiful, everything was beautiful. We looked at the bright side of life. Today, when you watch television, they want you to goof on all the people that are on television. That's like true. that poor little fat girl. What's her name? Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. I think that's a sin. You know, it's like I saw the Elephant Man last night, and I saw how people treated the Elephant Man and laughed at him and made fun of him. And they do the same thing to Honey Boo Boo and to all people that are overweight. I think we've become a society of people who only like to laugh at each other, to make fun of each other, to criticize and hate each other. Chad, you don't really watch TV, right? A whole lot? No, That's sir, but I love watch. I love Ron's speech there, though. That was awesome. Well, it is true, Tad, uh, Chad. What the hell is your name? Chad. It's Tad. <laughs> I'm so upset by that stupid thing they're doing. It's not anyway, stupid. They're I just, just would like it. the world to see the brighter side, the positive side, the beautiful side. Well, the good thing the big, about it, Ronnie, no one loses their life there, and I understand. Uh, no, your, I know they don't on. lose their life there, but if you bring an eight-year-old boy there, he has the thrill of shooting another person. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll oh, put flowers I'm not talking at about the end the of the barrel. That right? we interviewed, Jimmy. Fellas, I'm we got another about caller. The people that go to that thing. What did you say, Chad? Well, if you can, I uh, said so we have another caller. Go ahead. Jazz. Tell Ron to breathe for a second. Oh, I'm for fine. A second. No, I'm fine. I'm <sighs> fine. I'm just, I'm just an old hippie. Here you go. Here's a new caller. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, Jimmy. How's it going? This is Jay Henry. Yeah. Hey, Jay Henry. What's up? Boy, do you have a deep voice. Hello. <laughs> I'm good, man. How's it going? Uh, glad to finally put the uh, voice in the face together, man. There you go. You're like Barry White or something with that deep voice. Well, hello yeah, and baby. welcome, Jay Henry, to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, no jazzing around. Are we going to have fun today or what? He thinks you're crazy. Oh, yeah. He said, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're supposed to laugh on cue or I'll smack you. <laughs> <laughs> then, Jay Henry, we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Jay Henry, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, man. Glad to be on. And then we got a chat room full of people that also includes Lady Lake and uh, I think some of the people from Twin Radio and all kinds of stuff. So just say hey to everybody in the chat room. What's up, y'all? This is Jay Henry Jazz, the smooth jazz phenomenon on the radio with the one and only Mr. Jimmy Starr. There you go. I like that. And Ron Russell. No, that's a <laughs> second fiddle. <laughs> Before we go any further, I, I, I'm wondering, do you know a good old friend of mine, Earl Palmer, the drummer? No, He's I'm not, not going to be old enough to know that. Huh? He's not going to be old enough to know Earl Palmer. Earl Palmer's famous, Jim. Oh, okay. I mean, I, he might have played with Earl Palmer when he was younger. So Earl Palmer was Earl Palmer Jr. was playing also. 
Earl Palmer's a good friend. Have you ever heard of Earl Palmer, Jay Henry? He's a studio musician. No, I've never heard of Earl Palmer. I'm going to have to uh, Google him uh, today. Okay, yeah. where where are you actually calling us from? Where do you live? I live in Atlanta, Georgia now, but I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Actually, you have a really cool story, because uh, I read it, uh, I guess I read it on your website or someplace, how, first of all, the, how you started playing saxophone really early at nine years old, and, yeah. and you started playing professionally at 16, but you don't have to tell us how old you are now, uh, but that you also, that you lost everything in Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans in 2005, and so wow. you moved to Atlanta and basically had to start all over again with life. Absolutely, yeah, it was, it was real crazy, real crazy. I, I tell everybody I came here with two pair of underwear, two pair of jeans, my Jeep, and my two saxophones. Wow, that bad, huh? And, and I think started over. And yeah. started over, and look at how good though. Like uh, perseverance survives. Oh yeah, yeah. So now, it's a uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you now you're bringing smooth jazz back. I want to like. Uh, I know that you played the Essence Festival, a music festival in New Orleans before. What Ron's going to really like, this is our third week in a row where we had a performer who performed at the Apollo Theater in, ha in Harlem. And, uh, like, like, I always just am impressed by everybody who gets to play the Apollo. Like, tell us a little bit, like, how was playing the Apollo? It was surreal. Um, at the time, uh, I was a part of a singing group. I'm a twin. My twin uh, brother was a vocalist uh, as well. We uh, had a singing group in high school, and we uh, were in all the talent shows in New Orleans, and we won the, uh, or came to second place in this uh, big talent show in, uh, called the WRG Talent Show. And the producers from Apollo happened to be judges there, and the uh, amateur night lady, Maxine Shaw, ran us down after the show and was like, I know the first place winner gets the all-paid trip to Apollo, but we like y'all so much, we want y'all to come up too. So she said, y'all got to pay y'all own way, though, so we sold raffle tickets. We uh, raffled off a 19-inch color television, and um, we paid our way to Apollo. And we got a chance to go up there. Uh, Steve Harvey was uh, the host then. And, That's awesome. Uh, we, we sang uh, These Are the Times by Drew Hill, and we happened to win our first show. So it was, it was really awesome. And, you know, we thought we were little celebrities then. Because when <laughs> the show aired, you know, we were doing all the little shows in the city, and and all the, you know, all the girls was trying to get all the autographs and stuff like that. So it was it was a real fun time. Actually, I love Drew Hill too. Like that's one of my favorite R and B groups. So like I think that's freaking awesome. Let's go back in time. What do you think of Harry James? Harry James. Now, that name sounds a little more familiar, but I can't put the uh, instrument with them. Okay, trumpet. Okay. Trumpet. Oh, but actually, he, he, blew, he blew all the horns. But trumpet was his <laughs> famous one. Actually, go let's go. Let's go the other way around. Who are some of your favorite jazz musicians? All right, I was just about to say that uh, I love um, in the smooth jazz realm. Uh, Gerald Albright, uh, Boney James, Kenny G, Najee, um, a guy from New Orleans named Greg Dawson. I love Earl Bostic, Bostic uh, Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, um, Mike Phillips, uh, Dave Sanborn, Kirk Whalum. There's so many of them that I love. And Actually, I drew a lot of inspiration from. Let's give some info because I, I, I have to say uh, Ron's probably well more schooled in jazz than I am. Um, but let's because you're so, you're talking about now like you're the smooth jazz phenomenon. Actually, tell us what is the definition of smooth jazz opposed to like regular jazz? There's all kinds of jazz. Honestly, jazz. to me, it's honestly, smooth. There's, there's no difference. Uh, it just depends on what everybody wants to call it at the moment. 
But I right. think smooth jazz, in my definition, is another way of saying R&B on the saxophone. It's not progressive jazz. Okay, R&B on the saxophone yeah, is it's what not he prog- said. Progressive jazz is a whole different ballpark. I mean, when you listen to proge- progressive jazz, you have to really understand jazz because, you know, the notes go all over and it just takes you all over. Actually, that makes sense to me, though, when you say, like... Uh, uh, R, R, like R&B jazz or whatever because like I was wondering how it all put together because you've actually you know rock stages with a lot of big R&B groups Destiny's Child Tony Terry Angie Stone Eric Benet and I was wondering how that all like fit together so now it actually makes a little bit more sense to me actually a lot yeah, more sense um, yeah and, and, and for my personal style um, I've, I tend to play like a singer scene so you could actually hum lyrics to what I'm playing you know I've, I've to me, is just the uh, more simplistic approach, and it just gives a uh, voice and a, and a bit of sexiness to the uh, music. Right. Actually, what we're gonna do, because we want people to be able to hear what it sounds like, Chad. Chad, you got our secret ready? I got the secret sauce ready, sir. It's okay. Not, it's not like Ella Fitzgerald, Jazz. <laughs> okay, so it's it's the name of the song is called Our Secret. We should congratulate you. You're a, uh, new on the Spectrum Music Spectrum Jazz label. Uh, you're phenomenal. How about this? You uh, introduced the single for us. We're going to play, and then we'll come back and talk to you afterwards uh, and also let people know where they can go get it. Cool. Uh, our secret is it's a very sexy song. It's uh, basically, of course, it's a secret, of course. But it's it's about an experience in high school with a certain young lady, uh, and when I was when we were creating the song, when we uh, were making the music, it just brought back that memory of that particular time. You know, when you have those secrets you can't tell anybody, and you do those That's things. Right. So it's uh it's pretty it, it pretty much tells that story. But it's a it's a really sexy song. It's gonna put you in the mood. You know, rekindle those flames. Uh, whatever you're trying to do. Get your man and your woman, or your woman together, and you know you're just ready to get your groove on. That's the mood that the song puts you in. There you go, Jay I like Henry. that. <laughs> All right, so here we go, everybody. This is our secret by Smooth Jazz Phenom, Jay Henry. <laughs>
everybody, that's our secret yeah. by yeah. Jay Henry. He is freaking awesome. Everybody can go to all digital download sites now worldwide to download the single. Hey, Chad, I got an echo. Well, that's good. You want an award? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay Henry, congratulations. The song is awesome. Okay, folks, oh, thanks, here we man. go. Thank you. Here we go. I was raised on jazz, okay? I came from the jazz era when I was a little good boy. Peggy Lee, Ella Fitzgerald, all the great jazz singers of the day. And I've got a terrible echo now. Has it gone? Okay. And uh, the great jazz people of the day. Uh, in the 60s, jazz was very smooth like this. You were able to go to Greenwich Village to a club and sit there and drink wine, smoke pot, or do whatever, and listen to some of the greatest jazz players. Or if you're in L.A., you could go to the Baked Potato, which is on Ventura Boulevard in the Valley, and listen to even more incredible jazz players. I know my ears are uh, jazz-educated. This man is phenomenal. This man wow, can thank you. blow a trump like, I mean, blow a sax like nobody. Your song is beautiful. You're smooth. I want the album. It goes in my car, and that's the biggest compliment I could give you, my friend. This, you are thank good. You. you are. This is a beautiful song. Thank you. So everybody, too, you guys can follow J. Henry Jazz on Twitter. It's at the letter J. Henry Jazz. Uh, he's going to have his, his website is actually uh, under construction, but it'll be done uh, probably in a week or so. But you can go to jhenrymusic.com. Our secret is available on all the digital download sites worldwide, everywhere. Everybody needs to go out and get it. Uh, he, he's, he's charting on iTunes, but now he's looking to chart on Billboard, everybody. So we need to download this single and, and set when, him on his way. When will, your, when will your album be ready and be out? The album is ready. Uh, we're actually waiting on a release date. Um, uh, I would guess, if I had to speculate, I would probably, uh, hopefully, this summer sometimes. But I will tell you this about the album. If you like our secret, you are definitely in for a treat with the album phenomenon. Oh, I can't, I can't it, wait. Summertime music. It's my personality. Okay, so... I'll put so, the top down on my car, and I'll drive through the beautiful forest with your music playing, forest. and I will be like high from life. So listen to this, though. In the chat room, in the chat room, they're all saying that you have this great deep voice, and with that sexy music and that deep voice, you probably got women following you all over the place, which yeah, I know you're baby. married, but you can tell us, right? Like, you're a total, like, <laughs> like you know, you're like a chick magnet. Well, I'll say this. Um, having a deep voice and a uh, saxophone, it does have its uh, It does have its perks, rather. So, yeah, I, I, I do have to fight the ladies off, but, you know, you know, well, you, uh, you know. You don't exactly look like a train wreck either. You're a pretty good-looking guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got a nice face, you. too. You're not an ugly man. Uh, so they want to know if you can sing with that deep voice. Can you sing, too? Just a little. Um, actually, uh, they'll be in full treat on the album. Uh, on the album, they'll hear me doing all of my background vocals. Typically, uh, in the past, I used to let my twin brother, Creole team, do all the singing. But, um, you know, I've started just to expand my talents a little more and do a little more uh, of my own singing and stuff. So, so I do a little something, something, nothing major. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, besides, we have a very horny chat room. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, oh. You got to see sometimes when we have some of those, you know, sexy actors on our show, those beautiful young guys. They go nuts in the They're chat They're like room. practically throwing panties in the I chat mean, room. really? They, they <laughs> like screaming uh, then when I ask these guys certain questions, they love it, you know, size questions in a, in a fun joke way. And all the guys, of course, come back with, you know, 12 or 14 inches and the chat room goes berserk. 
Yeah, we had uh, Dave Tolliver on from Men at Large last week, and uh, and we had a great time with him. Also, he's also a super talented art artist like you. Uh, he sings, you know, you play. Absolutely. You play, and uh, you know who Dave Tolliver is right. Oh Lord, yes, I'm so alone. Mm-mm, good, yeah, I used to listen to him definitely. Yeah, Men at yeah. Large, yeah. Right. So he, he makes all that. Ba- he, he's got all that baby making music, and you got that baby making music. Hey, listen, do you do you go around, you know, performing in clubs and stuff? All over. You are all yes, over. Yes, I perform when, all over. When are you going to be uh, in New York? Well, uh, working on that now. My manager Cedric Rice and my uh, booking agent uh, Angela Davis with Davis Booking. Uh, we're actually uh, looking into dates now. I can tell you, uh, my next out of town date will be in New Orleans, Louisiana, June thirteenth. We're doing a. Um, Father's Day uh, celebration uh, at this place called the Huey. It's a nice venue. Uh, so I'll be there June 13th, and uh, all the other dates we're in the process of working on uh, finalizing everything. Absolutely. Okay, but what, you have no idea when you'll be in New York City. Yeah, you have to let us know when you're going to be in New York because yeah, we're driving listen, to listen, see you. Listen, I want a little tip from a wise guy. Um, if you got Lily McLeod and put her on your bill affair, I think you'd have a record-breaking attendance. Lily McLeod is the hottest really? thing right now. Oh, yeah. She was on X Factor. You got to hear her sing. They're on the same record label. So oh, they're on the same record label? I didn't know that. So you could, you could hear her sing Alabaster Box, which she knocked them over with. Lily McLeod okay. is sensational. And we're trying to book her all over the, clo- the globe. Even Michelle Obama loves her song, What About the Beautiful Children? They may use it to oh, help. Oh, I heard people. that last night, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, they may be they may be using that song to help the children that were that were kidnapped in Africa. So we're hoping really? that that song. Yeah. So Lily McLeod is a dual dual edged sword. Her voice is incredible. It's penetrating, and also the cause of her song is wonderful as well to Absolutely. help the children of Africa. We want to know too, though. We want to know when you're in New York because we we live. Yeah, uh, I want to come. We see live you. in between Philly and New York, and like yeah. we always go to see everybody. Oh, so. Definitely, definitely. So we'll talk with Angela, and see, and I'll give her some suggestions of some places she could try to book you. Okay, definitely, definitely, and I want to definitely give a shout out to our. Rico Clark, who produced the song, wonderful producer, uh, phenomenal young talent. Uh, he's on the rise, and I definitely want to give a shout-out to him. Absolutely. What's up? Shout-out from the Jimmy Star Show. Again, we want everybody to download Our Secret by Jay Henry. You just go on iTunes, plug in Jay Henry. The song will come up. Download it. Put it in. Go home. Pick up whoever you're going to pick up. and like. No, you have to lower the lights. Lower the lights. Sit back with your eyes closed and sipping on very good wine and listen to this music. Very good. Right? And I guarantee you will have any stress, you won't have any problems, you'll wake up with a clean head and know what you're doing the next day. And then let me tell the fellas, you know, let me do all the work for you. Just well, sit yeah. back, relax, and set the mood and plug your Henry in. Let me do That's the work it. for you. Because Guaranteed it's easy to get you taken care of. It's there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> it's what I call float away, float away music. I like float away music. Music that makes you float away. Absolutely. I love it. All righty. So, Jay Henry, we want to yes. thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star it was Show. A pleasure. We want everybody to follow at Jay Henry Jazz on Twitter. Check out his website. It'll soon be done. JayHenryMusic.com. And uh, thank Bobby Collins from Spectrum, Spectre Jazz for setting this whole interview up with us. And we'll see you on Twitter, dude. Thanks so yeah, much. Thanks for thank coming. Thank you. Shout in. out to Spectre Jazz. Bobby Collins, thank you. Thank you, Absolutely. Jimmy Starr. You all be blessed. All right. Okay. Bye-bye, Jay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh-huh, yeah. Bye-bye. Great music, right? I mean, I love it. Are you kidding? I can't wait. Chad, what'd you think of that? Because, you know, we don't bring on too many Smooth. jazz people. It was really nice, wasn't should. it? Yeah, baby, yeah. 
very smooth music. That was good stuff. I like that. It was it was uh, definitely impressive. Something different too. Very different. Yeah. It yeah, was very man. different. Did you hit the highs? Did you hear the highs of his sax? How clean he went? All the way up. He took it all the way up, and that sax was like a violin. It's going in the car, huh, Ronnie? Oh, bet your ass it. Oops, excuse me. You bet your buns it is. You say ass. There you okay. go. No, you know why? Because I drive to Long Island a lot since I'm house hunting there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a two and a half hour drive. Actually, out to the Hamptons is three and a half hours. And Jimmy and I get talked out. So now that's a piece of music I put on the car. It's soothing. And then when you hit the Hamptons, it's bumper to bumper for like 100 hours because everybody and their mother's out there. It's summertime. <laughs> so, you know, you need a tranquilizing piece of music. Jimmy, on the other hand, yeah. puts on this hip-hop crap. What? And I'm, yeah, you know, this wild stuff that's going loud. And I say, Jimmy, I can't drive to that or you can't drive to that. Let's right. relax. Put something nice on. So I Poor tell him, put B-N-G-B on. Put Lily on. <laughs> you know what can I tell you? I some of everything. Meanwhile, I didn't know this guy was on the label. Yeah, he's on the label. See that? I told the truth. No, and the people out there think I I make up baloney. No, he was, I didn't know he was on the. Just label. happens that everybody on the label is really good. Oh, yeah, well, they don't I, get on the I label. say that every week. <laughs> Junk doesn't get on this show. So here's what we're gonna do, Chad. Let's look up in your little history of songs uh, a song <laughs> called "Marry Me" by Randy Gill because uh, that's gonna be one of our newest releases. That's gonna be coming out next week on. Uh, I got on, it. Uh, Monarchy Records. When can, when can we play Angie's music? It's, it's not coming out yet. Not when when is she out. coming out with that music? I don't know. We're working on it. Hurry up, boys. I got you. Anyway, I missed that song. So we got Randy Gill, you guys. He's awesome, awesome, awesome singer. Um, he's got a song called Marry Me. We've played it once before, I think, but uh, it's actually coming for release where everybody can download it and buy it next week. So we want to preview it for everybody. Uh, he may be calling in next week for a little bit. I'm not sure. But either way, it's a great song. It's available Tuesday. It's called Marry Me, and, and we're going to let Chad play it. So play it. Hit away, Chad. There you go. Then you came around 
you showed me how Always by my side, never letting me down Please wear my ring, say you be Be my wife, say you married me. I love you more than I did yesterday, baby. I love you, I love you, baby. I can't wait. I'm thankful when I'm down on bending knee, asking where you married me. Said I love you, I love you more than I did yesterday. See, I've been waiting for this day, baby. talking to Jimmy about Birdland. My God, Birdland has been around since the early 30s. It's on Broadway, I think in 40, uh, maybe 3rd or 4th Street. I'm not sure. It's on the south side of the street. Birdland has been there forever. I used What to is it, though? Birdland is a jazz club. Everybody that has ever been anybody has played Birdland. In the 1960s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was one of the hot, hottest nightclubs in New York City. Then it kind of fell into disrepair or whatever in the, in the late 70s. And now I'm happy to say that Birdland is back. And if anybody's in New York on holiday, go to Birdland. Sit there, my friends, and listen to some of the greatest music you'll ever hear. Birdland is so famous, Jimmy. How could you not? Have you ever heard of the Copacabana? Yeah, I've heard of the Copacabana. I played the Copacabana. I know you did. Have you ever heard of the Latin Quarter? No. Oh, my God. Another great nightclub. Or the Stork Club? Yeah, I've heard of the Stork Club. I used to go to all those places when I was a very young teenager. Prom night, we we hit a few of those. Uh, They were the great days of the night. You're right. Birdland Jazz Club, New York City. Live jazz music in Manhattan. Fabulous place. I I forgot all about Birdland. You know what? Jim, next time we're in town, I want to go and see. Yeah, we'll go to Birdland. And see who's playing. I mean, they've got, I want to, you should book this guy that we just had on now. He'd be perfect for Birdland. 
What's this guy's name? I forgot. Jay Henry, everybody. I'm trying Jay to make Henry. sure nobody forgets his name. I forget everybody's name. I know. Sometimes I call you, hey, you, whatever your name is. I know. Well, you call me all kinds of things. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, that's not nice. I call you nice no, things, No, I didn't too. mean I. <laughs> no, but some, two. Sometimes I Did you hear him, Chad? Yeah, I, I call got, you nice I things, too. I got the two. Okay. <laughs> Usually I call him F-face. But anyway, um, nice. when I'm annoyed. But. When I can't remember his name, I say, you over there, whatever your name is, because I do that. I do that with my daughters. I look at my daughters. I say, which one are you? This is fun. <laughs> I can't remember your name. Which one so are you? So, you know, you know, we haven't talked about it in a long time. What? What? What, what Chad's eating? Well, yes, let's find at that out. At the moment, We've been sunflower seeds. the last seeds. couple weeks. Right well, now, yeah, I'm macking on some sun. Like let's see. we got organic sunflower seeds. We have uh, organic honeydew melon, oranges, bananas, apples. Salad, homemade teas, and that's about it. Great. Good now stuff. let's get to you on a conversation. On TV the other day, they yep. were talking about sugar, how bad sugar is for you. Mm -hmm. And this man that was on, who is a doctor, who has written a book, and I don't recall the name of the book, but he said it is impossible to avoid sugar. It is in every single thing that they sell in the supermarket. There's no way to get around it. And they want to put a stop to it. They want to take <laughs> sugar out of all foods. I don't but think you should take sugar out of all foods. Maybe you should use less of it and maybe, uh, you know, eat it in moderation. Um, it is a natural thing. If you, you know, natural cane sugar, organic, you can get that too as well. And uh, so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, but the problem well, is, is, is yes, yeah, sugar is a, it's very addictive. It's like crack or heroin or something like that. It's and bad it's, for you. It's and very it's, bad And it's legal you. on every corner. And also, we found out it does cause obesity and cancer cells love sugar. And, and diabetes and a bunch of other sure, diseases, but I cancers. Think, but I think, you know, if we can learn to just control ourselves and use it in moderation, well, it should be okay. He, he said, I forgot the amount, but it's like we eat like a... 180 pounds of sugar or something in a, a year. Too much. It was some ridiculous amount of, of sugar yep. that, that people consume without eating cake and candy. Just in there every day. Well, Ron, Ron they, they brought in a cake yesterday for Jessica's birthday, and I passed it up. So it does come down to a little bit of willpower and actually oh, yeah. wanting yeah, but, to be healthy, but when I you, guess. But when you buy corn in a can and they make it really taste well because they put sugar in it, that's not a, that's not a good thing. So it's hard to eat from the garden when you live in a northeastern state like we do. It's like Dad always said, life's what you make it. That's yeah, right. Well, well, I think they should take the sugars out of a lot of the foods. Well, we don't need it in well, some you know, foods. Leave it up to the people. Say, well, if you want to add sugar, you add it. Well, it comes down to the people. So, you know, if the, if the people buy it, the people are going to produce it. You know, and then if the people stop buying it, then they'll stop producing it. Got well, it? The, peop the people are addicted to it. Well, then that's their problem. No, but, can, yeah, but Chad, Chad used to eat a lot of sugar, and he doesn't sure. now. So obviously, it's just willpower. It just like comes it's, eating it's, cor it. it's corporate greed. Corporate greed. They put sugar in everything so people will like what it tastes like. Yeah. It's corporate greed. Sugar's good. I can't complain. I like it too. So, but uh, we need to eat less of it and a cleaner version of it, and I think we'd be all right. We should say happy birthday too. To whom, Jessica? To who? Yeah, Jessica. Jessica Piper, daughter. the pipe man's daughter. Oh. Pipe Man's daughter had a birthday yesterday, Poor so child. happy birthday. And if I was hey, there, I would have definitely eaten the cake. <laughs> I know you would have. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of cake was it? I don't care. Like Anything with frosting. I, I just want yeah. the frosting. Triple layer chocolate. <laughs> talk about addicted to sugar. This one, this cat on, <laughs> on your right. What kind of cake huh? was it? Um, some type of triple layer uh, chocolate cake from Publix. Looked good. 
Looks oh, soft. Those public cakes are loaded with sugar. And you betcha. Coloring and but all I, kinds of I refrain. I, why do people give each other cakes on birthdays so they won't have to do another one next year? I don't get it. I mean, why do we clog well, this way? They oh, cut, my God. That sounds cool. I mean, that sounds life- terrible, but it's like it could be true. <laughs> no, they cut your lifespan down right. so they don't have to give you Oh, and talk cakes. about daughters. I got yours trying to come in. So uh, here's uh, Deidre Sarego. Oh, Yay. Here's Deidre. Hey, hello, hello. Hollywood fixing Deidre Sarego. What's up? What's going on, people? How y'all doing? Y'all, Good. she's been spending a lot of time in Louisiana. That's right. <laughs> I've been following your Instagram. You've been going all over the place, so it looks like you're having a good time. I am. This past week has been real eventful. I see she's, she's in character. She's in stinks. character. <laughs> she got the job. Listen, so get cut to the chase. What is John Schneider like? Oh, he's a doll. He's so dreamy. Oh, Lord, is he cute. Not only is he good-looking, he's tall and dashing. He's also a very charming, uh, very well-spoken gentleman. He carries himself very well. And, uh, yeah, I'm enamored. He's, He's quite a lovely man. And his movie is fabulous. Everybody needs to go see it. Everybody check out Smothered. You can Tell follow them. It's at SmotheredMovie.com. Oh, it's at SmotheredMovie on Twitter, and it's SmotheredMovie.com, I think, on the Internet. Yeah, well, yeah, tell, us all, tell us all about it, Deirdre. Tell us about... Hang on. We're, we're overlapping. Tell us about the entire evening from beginning to end, what you wore, what you look like, who was there. You look beautiful. I know. We saw you in your orange and pumpkin outfit. Your hair looked great. Your makeup was good. Um, what, what Did you interview him? Oh, Rebel uh, said she was in the movie. Rebel was in the movie? Where? That's what she wrote in the chat room. I don't know. But she said, I was in the movie. Smothered. She said it was a trip. <laughs> what? Rebel, if you're listening, obviously you are. Um, put in the chat room what, what scene. Um, okay, well, it was, it was at the Sheridan, and I wore peach because I wasn't sure how people dress here for premieres in New Orleans. You know, I'm used to New York, Philadelphia, and, and Los Angeles, where it's a totally different demographic there. So I wasn't sure if I should go in heels and a dress, if I'm going to be overdressed, do they do jeans here, I don't really know. So I thought, you know what, it's, it's, it's the South and it's hot and I'm going to wear something peachy and, you know, bright colors. So I put my peach on, I had peach pants, peach shirt, um, did makeup, put some jewelry on, uh, got to the Sheridan, I got there early, so I just sat at the barn and hung out and was able to watch people coming in. It was a motley crew of people, some people were in jeans and shorts, some people were in little black dresses and black heels and suits, a lot of seersucker, which I love. A lot Me of too. Oh, I, I love, love seersucker. And, and men in seersucker just are incredibly hot. Um, so there were a lot of southern Louisiana boys that were in seersucker. Um, I love that. Those. So stop yeah. right there. Nice Louisiana guys. Let's uh, hear about <clears throat> so how many of them were hitting on you? I bet all of them. <laughs> not, not a one hit on me. <laughs> not a one? Not a one. No. Not that's, a one. That's because the big city girl came to little town. They're afraid of you. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I got there, so I did the step and repeat there, you know. Um, so I should have been smiling in some of them, but I, I didn't smile. But, um, yeah, so then um, I just kind of hung out. There wasn't a whole lot of the cast there, so there wasn't really uh, too much to interview, though I love Dean. Dean's a hoot. I want to have him on the show. And uh, Who's and, that? Who's that? Who's that? Uh, Dean. Um, what's his name? Uh, not Dean. D- Dean somebody. Yeah, Dean. <laughs> Dean plays one of the. Uh, I'm gonna go to IMDb right now. Hold on. Um, he plays one of the uh, main leads. Amy wasn't there, and she was one of the uh, 
one of the main leads. And I, I wish she had been there, but she wasn't there. She was in Florida. But we're going to have her on the show uh, probably maybe next month because she's a great actress. Um, was the movie pretty good? Because you know it's a the horror movie, comedy, and those sometimes don't come is. off too well. It, Dean Rhodes, that's his name. Dean Rhodes. Dean Ro Dane, not Dean. Dane Rhodes. Dane Rhodes is a hoot, and I'd like to have Amy uh, Brassett also on the show as well. It was a camp. It's a campy horror. So, you know, it's kind of like a throwback to something like Night of the Creeps or um, uh, what was the movie? Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I um, love Killer Clowns. Yeah, which I love. So, I mean, don't expect it to, you know, don't take it seriously. Don't, you know, but what, what it's going to appeal to is it's going to appeal to everybody who loves horror movies from the 70s and 80s and the early 90s. Because you've got a lot of the big stars. You've got the guy who played Michael Myers um, in Halloween. You've got the guy who played Freddy Krueger the second, not not uh, not uh, Fred London or um, whatever his name is there, London. Um, and, you, and you also have uh, Jason Voorhees. So you have all of those characters that we all grew up with and knew and loved growing up getting scared, you know, shitless. Um, so you've got those guys. And I mean, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give the plot away, but it's got a, it, it definitely flips the script, which I like, which is cool. And some breaking news on it is it's this one, Smothered, was the middle of the trilogy. So there's going to be a prelude and then, and then a sequel. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You should totally like hit up John Schneider and see if you can be in one of them. I want to. I already told him. I said, "Listen, I said when you're when you're filming the third one, let me know if you need, you know, somebody." <laughs> Did you get his phone number? I already no, had he's it. Married. He's married. No, I don't mean for that. <laughs> no, no. See, you're, that. you have a one-track mind. No, no. Because, well, no, 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 no. Let me stop you right there because John told me that you already tried to pimp me out, and he called you out on it. So. <laughs> Right. We've had this conversation before about that. And right. I looked at I looked at him, and I know I'll get in trouble whenever I try to fix you up. So I'm behaving. Daddy's being good. And I looked at him, and I thought, Oh my God, he is so fucking beautiful. Oops, excuse me. <laughs> he is so gorgeous. My Deirdre could marry him, and the grandchildren would be magnificent. And I, so wait a minute. He's significantly older than my 29 years. First of all, Secondly, yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, Why are you laughing? Because he, he is so handsome. I saw the picture of you and he. Do we have it to post it? No. Well, Why did you send it? Picture. That's a horrible picture of me, too. I don't look at He that. is a very good-looking guy, though, so and wait he's a 53. And you know what he said to me? Okay, Ron. He said, how old is she? I said, I don't know, 28 or 29. I said, she's tall, thin, and beautiful, like a model. He said, well, let me see what I could do. I'll ask around with some of my friends. That's how you meet men. You got to network, honey. It's the same thing as when you're out looking for a job. You got to network. You got to paint your face, put a push-up bra on, and go out and catch a sucker. Yes, I mean, somehow you got to get a guy. I'm just glad you got to go. It was so much fun. I was glad that he was like open to the whole idea. He was a lot of fun on the show. I think he had a good time on the show. And being a hey, horror wait fan. Wait a minute. Hang on. He he. What do you call it? At me, I get text one of those stupid shit things they do. He sent me something saying that I was a riot and he loved the show and he never dreamed that he would have such a good time. He originally thought it was going to be an interview show, like, you know, where were you in 1949 when well, you were doing stuffy, stuffy, boring Q and A. Yeah, but he doesn't know me that I 
ask questions that nobody dares. You know, I'm the guy that's unfiltered, uncensored. Everybody anyway, in the chat room's writing, "Oops," because you said a bad word. I know. Now, <laughs> I, Where's okay the bucket? I will yeah. get a notice from iHeart. iHeart <laughs> loves me. They send me little notices like, "Ron, Watch you're it. not behaving," <laughs> and then they laugh. They do LOL after it. All right, Deirdre, I want a full report of everything that was said and done at that interview. There really wasn't. It was, it's really, it's not that grandiose like you're hoping for. Um, you know, it, it was a premiere, but not really. It was more of the screening of it. The real premiere will be bigger and later once they get theatrical distribution. Um, but, well, no, actually, I had suggested that to him. I said, you know, you should really do an, an, an L.A. premiere. And, you know, he's open to it, but he really wants to keep it New Orleans-based, considering the film was, was completely shot and edited here in Louisiana. Right, so. right. They, now, what about, very, what about his new studio that he's opening? Um, it's open. It's, it's open. They're, you know, looking to is book he, Is he filming? Is he filming? Well, that must have been uh, that's probably his first film. Not right now. They're not filming right now. I believe they're gearing up to shoot another movie really soon this summer. Because I asked him if you could be in it, if I could be in it, I, I'd do a film with him too. You guys can go to his website too, because like he's got pictures of his new studio, and it's really like beautiful. It's uh, John Schneider, thejohnschneider dot com. No, I thought he was going to be like a creep because of the week. No, before. not at all. No, well, the week before he didn't call in because he got screwed up on the hours. He was he, L.A., New York. He was in the middle of America and didn't realize he was two hours. So I said to Jimmy, "Well, what kind of a PA does he have?" His assistant should have said, you're on the air. So I kind of thought he was like going to be a snobby jerk. And I don't I even said know to Jimmy, if he has an assistant. I think he's well, that natural of a guy. I you said know? to Jimmy, you know, I'll be nice to him, but I'm not going to be overly nice because I really don't think what he did was nice. It was rude. Well, he came on and he apologized, which is a doll. And after 10 minutes, I flipped over him. I thought he was one of the greatest guests we've had. He's charming. He's funny. He's just warm and caring and down to earth. Did you find him that way? Yes, I did. I found him very down to earth and charming. And, and now, tell the truth. Did you have like a little tickle? Did you have like no. a little bit of? No, not at all. No, not, not my type, but but he's not your type. No, you but crazy? he's definitely what, 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 a what's good looking and charming man. I don't really have a type, you know. I mean, but you, you just have ones that aren't your type. Ryan got <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's always the man that got away type. Oh, uh, well, no. Nah. <laughs> anyway, so are you working, honey? Uh, no, no, I'm not working right now. So, okay. so yeah. no film. And Jimmy, you no got another caller coming in or no? Yeah, we have a 415 person calling in. I got someone let's trying go. to knock on the door. Here you go. All right, let's do it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Hey, is this Manny? Yes, it is. All right, Manny. welcome to the show. Before we get started, everybody, this is Manny Hernandez. Let me introduce you. Starting off with our. Our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Oh, How you doing? Hello. Is she still there? What happened? Hello. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Say hello, Deirdre, to Manny Hernandez. Hey, Manny. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Then nice. we got our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Manny. What a nice name, Manny. When I was in high school, my best friend was Manny Rivera. And he was a nice. great, great basketball player and a sweetheart of a guy. And he was from Puerto Rico. And in those days, Puerto Ricans weren't too welcome in this country. And he was my buddy. So we used to fight together, all the stupid kids that used to say those awful remarks. So I kind of like impartial to anybody named Manny. 
I love how he does good. that. We're starting off on a good foot. Yep. There you go. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Manny, welcome to the show, sir. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. And I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the Jimmy Starr Show. We got a chat room full of people. How about give a shout out to the chat room? Hello, chatters. There you go. Cool, cool. So we're very excited to have you on. Uh, uh, we want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting this whole thing up. Um, you're an actor, and we're going to talk about your new film, but I want to talk about like a life event first because I think everybody's <laughs> going to find it very like interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, so I read in your bio that two years ago you donated a kidney to your father, and yeah. you went into shock and flatlined, and you were like dead. And then you came back right before the doctor zapped you with the defibrillator. Like, what that was that sucks. like? Um, you know, it was pretty interesting. Like, I, I had never uh, never died I, before. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I never died before. So that, that's that, huh? Yeah. No, it was it was a, a crazy experience. It all happened really fast. Um, everything was going well. I donated a kidney. 12 hours prior, I was in recovery, and all of a sudden, my body went into shock. I um, started having chest pain, started having, like, uh, basically, my body went paralyzed, and all of a sudden, I just lost a heartbeat and went out, <laughs> and then came back to, uh, I don't know, five, ten seconds later, before it zapped me with the people letters, and yeah. So you were that dead for it. ten minutes? Ten seconds. Oh, ten seconds. No, seconds. I was up for seconds. Did you see the great white light? I didn't see anything. I, I don't. I, I didn't see any white light. I didn't see any tunnels. I didn't see any. I didn't see myself floating in the sky. I didn't have any of that experience. I just kind of zapped out. Wow, it's intense. And so, so I guess you weren't dead long enough. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my time. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't looking for any white tunnels. I wasn't going to fall in no white light. That's you were sure. coming back. You said I yeah. ain't going anywhere. So <laughs> yeah. did everything work out okay with your father and the kidney? Yeah, everything worked worked out great. So far, so good. Um, he's healthy. He's on you know medication for life. But other than that, it's just he's back to normal. You know, I just want to commend you. Like that's yeah, such well, a. I, I wanted to go there okay. with that one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, let me tell you something, my friend. What you did was a wonderful thing. And I am assuming that you're Latino. And in the Latino family, fathers and mothers are the most important things in the world. And brothers and sisters as well, because I'm Italian, so I'm Latin also. And I know that I would do this for my father. And I know my children would do it for me. Uh, it's in our part of our culture. So everyone yeah. out there, if you can help someone by doing this to live, please do. I just want to say yeah, yeah, props, dude. It's totally, thank you, man. It's totally worth it. I mean, it's it's one of those things that there was not even a doubt in my mind that I wanted to do it. No, so because that's how was, we're raised. Our part was qualifying, you know, worrying about whether you're going to qualify or not, whether whether, whether you're healthy enough or mm -hmm. if you're able to. That's that's the most difficult part in the waiting game, mm -hmm. you know, on both De ends. Deirdre, would you give me a, a what is it, a kidney? Hell no. Kid <laughs> 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 I need my kidneys for myself. You never know. Of course, you bet your sweet ass you would. Like Manny, I I match your opinion. There's not a question in my mind. There wouldn't even be a second hesitation. If God forbid, knock on wood, I got to find some real wood to knock on. Um, that my sister or Jimmy or or Ron ever needed a kidney, that I would not. You know, I mean, there's. I would say so when surgery. Well, first, I mean, you have to explain you know. to him, Ron is daddy, so let's get I know, that but we don't, we don't like that. You Listen, know? let me tell you <laughs> something. I, I want right to talk so. to you That's about right, this. you're right, you're right. I want to <laughs> talk to you about this. Right I can add it up. There are 37 actors today 
who mention their moms and dads who are actors also, and they're not upset about it. Why are you get upset? They don't. They're not a co-host on a radio show where you're. What did you think you got here? Did you think you got here because of nepotism? You got here because you qualified for the job. You're awesome. And we need we needed somebody at the time, and there you are in front of us. What were we supposed to? What were we supposed to push you aside? We're co-hosts. Anyway, Manny. Anyway, Manny. That's right. Manny. Manny. Do you have children, Manny? No, I don't. I do not. Okay, Mark. if you had children and your daughter didn't want people to know you were her father, would you be happy with that? That's not what she said. She oh. doesn't say that. Gosh. Let take that out of context and twist it around for your words. But whatever. Yeah. There's no way. Listen, I help my daughter. If there was a job tomorrow. Actually, Manny, let me just explain the whole thing and then we're going to move on to something about you. The whole no, thing it's is about that Manny. We have to find out more why he hasn't married. Oh, wow. okay. Good, good. We'll just drop that subject. Okay, cool. Hey, so Manny, are you, how come you're not married? Now, how do you know she's I am not married. married? He's married. married. Oh, he's I, am. I am married. You don't have any kids. Well, how long are you married? A uh, year and a half. Oh, well, you'll give it time. Now, when you have a kid, <laughs> now, when you have a kid, and if your kid was wanted to be an actor, whether she be actor or actress, you would help her, wouldn't you? I would support 100%, yes. Of course, and I support my daughter 100%. You know, Jimmy and I have a production company, and we have two movies coming up that we're in, and I'm going to ask Deirdre to come in. It's not because she's my daughter. We're waiting until she gets, we get because, financing to do that. because she's a damn good actress. <laughs> yeah, she's a no, phenomenal actress. She's a fabulous actress. If she couldn't act, you think I'm going to shame myself by putting her in and have this this <laughs> this, this lump of or clay giving there? Her, or giving her false hope and putting her in roles where you know she's not going to be good in. Who would do that to Exactly. That's exactly. right. We would never do that. Yeah. Either. So, She's Man- Manny, Manny, what are you shooting now, or what do you, have you just? No, 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 wait, wait. Let's go back. Let's no, go I back. I want to ask him that question. Okay. Well, he's got a new. Okay, we got a bunch of because he's got a bunch of different <laughs> things coming out. All right. So, Manny, oh, let's start good. off with the one that that everybody because we had Charlene Amoya. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her last name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had her on. We oh, had her at, on the show. I'm looking at you, you're good looking. Here's his picture. Look, we had her on the show on like the three weeks ago. Now this is the oh, girl. He's got a new movie. It's called Pure Love. He wrote it, directed it, he acts in it. Uh, it stars Charlene Amoya. She's the lady who has the uh, the restaurants that we talked about in I LA. love her. She's I fabulous. Love her. I, and, uh, you worked with her? He wrote yeah, it, directed it. I love her. Tell her when you see her, I send love and kisses. She I is the sweetest will. thing in the world. Yeah, crazy she's about really, her. She's, she's really good. She's really talented. She's, We're going to visit her in L.A. I promised we would. Oh, that's she's awesome. the one that has the Brazilian husband that opened the restaurant. Yes. Love her. Love her. So, okay, yeah. but hold on. You're missing the whole point because the whole point is he wrote, directed, produced, and got this film done. He acts in it, and she's the star of it. It's called well, Pure Love. So tell us a very, little bit about your new you're film. You're very smart, Manny, to put her in your <laughs> film. That was a good move. Good move. So yeah, tell no, us about Pure good. Love. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Well, Pure Love, basically, uh, um, it's, a, it's kind of a, a dark love story, right? It's about a couple that's engaged to be married. And the week before their wedding, they hatch out this plan to show their devotion for each other by killing off two ex-lovers apiece. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Wait, I only, ex-lover only, like kill off. only two? Only, only two, two. Only two. We only have time for two I, in one week. I have a few more. <laughs> and that's four, two apiece. Two apiece. That's four. That's four. I've got one his mother I'd like to kill. <laughs> 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 okay, go ahead. Finish telling us about it a little bit. I, yeah, I yeah, love so, the concept. Yeah, so basically the concept is that, you know, sometimes um, our people's past actions still re- like cause pain or suffering or, or still cause emotion to our present day. So it's about killing off the past or, or letting go, and, and that's what it's really about. It, it's killing off things that still influence the day that happened yesterday. That's one way of moving on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moving right on and over them. <laughs> Rolling over them. Hey, they shouldn't, be, they shouldn't be in the picture still, right? When is Shooting that coming them out? them is also a great way to get over right. it. <laughs> is that coming out like on Redbox and Netflix and all that stuff? Um, hopefully, hopefully. I'm actually in post right now. I'm actually doing the, the sound design right now and uh, color correction, and that's all I have left. So hopefully in the next few Good. months, I'll be able to throw it out to film festivals or get distribution or move forward Good. with it. So you- Actually, when you get actually when it comes out, we want to like have you and Charlene come on at the same yes, time. We loved yes, her so much, and you're her. a great guy. It would be a lot of fun to promote it, and then we'll promote for people to go see uh, it. Are you a high oh, budget that'd be indie? Fantastic! Mm. I are you a that'd high be budget? So awesome. Yeah. Are you a high budget indie? No, no, I'm a no budget indie. I'm a no real budget. indie. <laughs> oh, no, the low hey, listen, look what the Night of the Living Dead did in 1962, a $65,000 yeah. film, and it went on to making zillions of dollars in all the remakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, never yeah. know, baby. You never know when it rocks. Where, where are yeah, you actually calling us from? Where are you actually calling us from? I'm actually, I actually live in Upland, California, which is about 45 minutes east of L.A. Okay. Right. I know where it is. Uh, I yeah. was just curious because I wasn't sure about the area code, and I see you, you've been in, like, I noticed you did Burn Notice in 2011. I, I was on an episode of that, too, but they cut my, like, one line out. Yeah, that's kind of the way that <laughs> show goes, huh? Because <laughs> Jimmy reads lines, he doesn't act. I, I, I'm not a good actor, but I have a good time, and I get booked and stuff just because of it. But, like, you see me in it all throughout the episode, but my one line got cut out, which stunk. I, so I that, you know what? That's all right. That's, you were in it. You were there. That's right. You can see me in it. I played. It was a one about a fashion designer, and I played the fashion designer's assistant. But they, I guess, that, I, it's true. I'm not a good actor. I'm better at like other things. No, he's great. He, he's not. He's not a good actor. I told him, Jimmy, when you read lines, they're not lines. They're supposed to be the character speaking. He doesn't get that connection. That's the problem. So if the line wow. is, "Harry, hurry over here," I would say it this way, "Harry." Hurry over here. Jimmy does it this way. Harry over here. No, I don't. I'm not that yes, bad. Yes, you do. Harry over here. <laughs> no. so, I'm not that bad. Yes, he is. <laughs> but that we love him just the same. That's he's right. talented in so many areas. Thank God he's not talented as an actor because we kill each other. I'm the actor in the family. <laughs> that, that's right. Deirdre and he are the actors. I, the reason I book a lot of people is because I have a, a, like close to like 800,000 people following me in social media and people want me to promote their film. It's no lie. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I've been acting since I'm 19 years old. I was in film. So, you know, it's a lot of years Actually, ago. too, we have a friend from the Ken Pettigrew show. He says that I, uh, I should like get your... Uh, I don't know. Uh, eventually, you'll have to email me. I don't know how to get in touch with you, but email me. He's in Upland. He wants. He has a popular show. He wants to like uh, uh, hook up with you. So like uh, yeah, one way definitely. or another. I didn't see you. Are you on Twitter? I didn't see you on Twitter. No, I don't do the Twitter thing. No, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and that's enough for me right now. I'm what is your What's your Instagram? Uh, soy S O Y Manny Hernandez. That's why we couldn't find you. Like, how am I? Like, how would anybody ever figure that out? Okay, I'll follow you on Twitter and I'll shoot you an email. I, I, I don't. I don't twat either. Very. I don't know how to twit. Twat. I am a. I am a twat that twits. Yeah. <laughs> twit that twits. Nice. I am a. I am a twitting twat. <laughs> that, and, and that was your cue to come in. Yes. All right. What a cue! I'm gonna smack her when I see her. <laughs> I love all the social media. So you also were on a TV series, uh, Magic City, which I don't know if they shot that in Miami, but I know it was about I, Miami, I believe. Actually, you know, uh, that's a typo on my on my uh, on my IMDb. That's not me. That's another Manny Hernandez. And oh, uh, is it really? I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Funny. 
everybody that. Take the credit. Yeah, take no, the credit. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's somebody else's work, man. That's somebody else's work, and they earned it. I don't want to take that credit. Uh, that's so funny because I was going to tell you I wanted to know how cool was Stephen Strait because, like, I love Stephen Strait. I think well, he's when cool I find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Okay, but you also have another movie coming along called The Vanished that you, I guess you yes. produced it and acted in it, and that's going to be coming out sometime soon. It's not finished yet either, right? No, we're finishing production on it um, actually this in July. So the second week of July we'll be done with production. Post will probably be done in August, September. So hopefully by November, December um, it'll be out somewhere or on the run also. What's Love your production it. company's name? Uh, Suspect Filmworks. Who? Suspect Filmworks. Suspect. Oh, Suspect. 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 Yes. Okay, that's kind of intriguing. Well, yeah. You've been in many crimes, Ron. I'm kidding. Right, and if you and if you need a if you need a, a two good actors, don't forget Deirdre and myself. And if I you need somebody it. to just say a word, because I don't mess up a word. Or no, wait. Jimmy's <laughs> a great fashion designer, so he can he can be your wardrobe uh, department. There you go. Actually, too, like, I don't know if if you've ever heard of this company, but look up Distriber. It's called Distriber, D-I-S-T-R-I-B-B-E-R, because um, if you have trouble and you you don't get a big company to distribute it, you can get them to distribute it, and you can be on, like, Netflix, all the different companies for, like, not a lot of money. Distriber. Okay. I'll check them out. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning as I go along, man. I'm learning as I go along. This is, like, another... Side anyway, we, we're indie too, so any way we can help, we with the indie community, we need to all stick together and like help let everybody be successful and enjoy and get to work and do the things that they like to do. Well, you're a very young guy that. anyway. From your picture, you look extremely young, like 23, 24. Oh, I wish. I wish. So I wish. you look like so you're like me, you photograph young. I'm yeah. 106. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'll be 107 next week. <clears throat> all right, so wow. let's look, I look 80. <laughs> so also though, because uh, I, I want to find out what some of these things are. So you also work with two nonprofits. One of them is called Arts for a Better Tomorrow, and the yes. other one's called BridgeToSkate.org. What is BridgeToSkate.org? I didn't look it up. Yeah, well, BridgeToSkate.org is it's like uh, it's a foundation that we started that um, we use skateboarding as a means to help kids stay off the streets. We provide like uh, a monthly event. Um, you know, most of our stuff is centered in, in the Watts area, Compton, L.A., you know, in, in the rougher neighborhoods and in the lower-income neighborhoods where there's a lot of needs for things to do, for the kids to do. There's nothing for them to do out there. So a lot of these kids that we hang out with are skate. And so what we do is we get refurbished skateboards so when theirs break, replace their skateboards. We, we take them on outings. Some of these kids live 20 minutes from the beach and never been to the beach, so we take them to the beach. You know, we take oh, them that's to the cool. mountains. That's good what Camping. you do. What, the children need to be helped. That, yeah. That's segueing into the next comment. Uh, Lily McLeod has a song out called What About the Beautiful Children? And it is a beautiful song. Uh, Mrs. Obama loves it and quite a few people. And I think they want to use it now to support and help the children that have been kidnapped in Africa and other wow. children who are kidnapped. So if in any way you need that song, feel free to use it uh, to, to help the children. Oh, wow. Now, Idea. What about we could we could we'd have to get that cleared. He can't just offer that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can't do that. If he played it, he could do it. Huh? They 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 might be. Just can't legally do stuff like that. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No. If I no no. You can't do that. There's licensing issues. Sorry. And sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great song. I used to, to work with Sony Music. <laughs> and I think that uh, 
I think the organization itself, Bridge to Skate, sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'm so for the uh, kids. I'm so really for the great. Um, I think it sounds cool. I was a skateboarder as a kid, so I would like love it. Um, and, and I think it's it's fun. Now I would probably kill myself and probably wouldn't get on one. But like when I was young, that was my favorite thing to do. Uh, that and play tennis, so it was a lot of fun. And so let's go to Arts for a Better Tomorrow. What is that one? Arts for a Better Tomorrow is, is started by Jose Yenke, the actor Jose Yenke. And uh, we became friends, and he's actually got two organizations that he's working with. Uh, in Highland Park, he's working with his kids. Um, who He's helping them get into the entertainment field uh, by producing short films, acting classes, theater workshops, and so forth. And then he works with, cross over in Tijuana, Mexico, he works with a couple orphanages where he puts these kids in, in Highland Park in Tijuana and, and has them doing work together over the Internet. And he also provides... Um, classes and free, again, free entertainment classes in theater. So using the theater and the arts to promote better way of healthy living, uh, you know, just a way to express yourself from the bottom up. So using wow. the arts for that. Yeah. I like it, that. Both, I, mean, well I, too. I like the way, like, all the stuff that you're involved with is, though, to help the children because, like, we were talking about it earlier in the show before you came on how, you know, the, the children of today are the people who are going to be running everything tomorrow and, like, That's right. the, you know, the, the we people, need to support them. The people yeah. that are going to care the people that are going to care for you, you have to care for today so they will yeah. be able to care for you when you're ready. Yeah, you know, and I, I came from a, a very humble background and I, came, I was born in Tijuana, Mexico, which... You know, came we came from nothing, and so we're in Tijuana. Tijuana, yeah. I have so, never met anyone born in Tijuana. You'd be the first. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I know many Mexican people. Listen, to, listen to the way he pronounces it, though. Like compared to how we pronounce it. What? Like say it, say Tijuana again. <laughs> Tijuana. Tijuana. Well, I don't. I love there's it. No well, there's no Tia. There's no Tia. It's just Tijuana. Right. You're right. right. But, well, well, that's <laughs> like Mexico. It's not Mexico. It's Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. Mexico. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I, I lived in L.A., so a God, in the 60s, we used to go down there to buy pottery and all kinds well, of goodies. I thought you were going to say something else. Well, I, know, I, I said, like, I said <laughs> I, you, you guys didn't get it. You guys are dummies. We used to go down there to buy pottery. Pot-to-ry. <laughs> Did you get it yet? Pot-to-ry. <laughs> Pot-to-ry. Pot Anyway, mm -hmm. anyway, they went over everybody's head. They're all virgins here. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> I've never met anybody from Tijuana, and I know so many people from Mexico, uh, Mexican people from L.A. And yeah. it's the first. How, Tijuana changed a lot, boy. Yeah, you well, know what? Tijuana right now, I'm actually connected with some filmmakers out there, and it, it's, there's like a, a big change going on in Tijuana right now. There's a big movement in, in the arts, in, uh, whether it's a films and, and music, to uh, creative artists and uh, photographers, muralists and painters, and there's a huge movement right now in, in, in Tijuana, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to hit pretty hard in the next couple they years. They turned it into a pretty city. It used to be yeah. awful years ago. It was terrible. It was really, you know, poor and it was really run down, and people would be begging in the street. It was a dreadful place to go to uh, if you wanted to be happy because you saw so much. Stuff that really pissed you off. San Diego was beautiful, gorgeous streets, beautiful stores, and then you go over sure. the border. It was tragic. But thank God now when you go to Tijuana and everybody go, it's a lovely city. What's the name of the main street? Imperial or something? The big one? Um, well, I'm not sure. The, it was, leave, the one leave that goes that. right down the middle of TJ. It's a big, uh, big street. 
I forgot the name, Ambassador or something, something like that. Beautiful, gorgeous restaurants, beautiful shops. They widened yeah. the street. They did a lovely job. Now, there's a new Tijuana, cultural center too. There's a new culture center called um, in in, uh, in there, which yeah. is sponsored by the, the and government. Some and of it's, the, it's really nice. And some of the artists that are painting there are brilliant. The colors, my God, the way they paint. And there are a lot of little shops now popping up, art dealers and stuff. It's, yeah. it's, got, it's definitely changing. Mexico, uh, that part of Mexico is getting very cultured. You're right. So, yeah. Manny, if yeah. you could be any, any character in any film, you know, like if you, as an actor, if, you if there was a movie that came out and you could have picked, you guys listen to this too because you're going like, to get asked this question too. Like, who would you have been in the last like, 20 years or so? What's a film that you would have wished that you would have been the star of that film? The star of that film. Yeah. Wow. If I, if I could have been... <laughs> if you could have been anybody, like, I don't know, like, I'm a superhero person, so I'd probably want to be, like, Captain America or something, but, like, if you could have been any character in any of the popular movies of the last 20 years, who would you have liked to have been? I like, like, uh, probably, like, Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> heavy stuff. I, for myself, I wish I could have been Cary Grant in the film To Catch a Thief playing opposite Grace Kelly. Because growing up as a little boy, I was madly in love with Sophia Loren and Grace Kelly. And I always wanted to be Cary Grant. So that's my choice. Wow. Deirdre? Deirdre? Um, I don't know. writing things in the chat room like, I wish yeah. I could get word in. She's got to jump in, you know. I taught her not to interrupt. very difficult to do that. But, um, Never interrupt people. Now you should yeah. interrupt. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I should really think about that. Cause think somebody... about that one. We're going to come back yeah. to you and go to Chad. Chad, if you could have been an actor and you could be in any person, who would you want to be? I know which women you would want, but who would you want to be as an actor? <laughs> oh, actually, and... wait a minute. Oh, never mind. Go, Chad. No, go ahead. Go, go. Meryl Streep. Okay. And what movie? Ooh, oh, Silkwood. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All of them, I would say. I would have liked to have been Jason Patrick in The Lost Boys, too. Ooh, you, you are Jason. <laughs> you are Jason Patrick, and you are in the Lost. <laughs> Chad. Yes, sir. Who would you want to be as an actor? Yeah. I guess uh, Arnold kind of sounds fun. Okay. Oh. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, I, have, I have a story about Arnold Schwarzenegger that uh -oh. I'll tell at another, at another time. You might want to be too. him after you hear about it. All right. Are you talking about the one when he opened up his trailer door naked? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a story I told you when I was on set, and I heard that from someone else. Yeah, that's See, the one. See, that's why. I don't think Arnold would like it. Why, he's got no wee-wee? No, he's got a big wee-wee. Oh. Oh. What they said with a German helmet or something. I don't know. And he stood there and he said something really terrible to some of the women that were there. Bummer. Okay, let's go to another one then. So have you seen any of the new movies coming out now, Manny? You know what? I have, the only thing I saw last time was Captain America. Yeah, um, we saw that like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's when I saw it two weeks ago. I haven't been able to get to the movie since. But I'm itching to watch Godzilla. Yeah, I want to see Godzilla, too. I think we're going tonight to see Godzilla. I want to see Godzilla, and I, and I heard that Neighbors with uh, Zac Efron is really funny. That looks good. That looks funny. I, want to watch, uh, I also want to watch Brick Mansions. I also want to watch The Raid, too. Um, I just haven't been able to get out there. Do you like horror movies? No. No? <laughs> what? I, I, it doesn't, I don't like them. I, I love to be in them. I just, I just, I just fall into that. I'm, one of that, I'm a wuss. I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm a wuss. 
I, I love horror. That's like my favorite thing is you horror they, movies. You mean they scare you, Manny? They scare the crap out of me. They they mess with me. I, I, I just, yeah, I just, I just, I'm not very good at scary movies. My wife loves them, and I, I can't. Well, and how and, did you do living in Mexico when it's the <laughs> night of the dead and everybody's dressed with skeletons and it's scary as all hell? That's, that's different. That's, that's a different. That, that's a culture. That's a tradition. That's different. It's, yeah, it's, but it's that different. freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was there. I was there once. What is it called again? I Day forgot. of the Dead, isn't it? Day no, of the Dead. Yeah, right. Exactly. And <laughs> like, it's scary. They really get. I would dulled. love it. No, I think they I really get dolled up. I gotta tell you, they really go. That would make scary. a good documentary. It would make a good documentary. But they get all skeletons and devils and really weird shit. Somebody in the chair. Somebody in the chair said they want to be the canine with Bill Murray. The canine with Bill Murray. Oh, that's cute. Canine with Bill Murray. I think they met oh, uh, Belushi. Hi, David. It's John Belushi. Not John, but uh, what's his name? Jim. Jim Belushi. Thank you. Yeah, Jim Belushi. You're right. It's Jim Belushi. That's funny. I like that. So what kind of music do you like to listen to, Manny? Right now, I'm listening to um, The Follower and The Forgetters. Um, I, I like The Pixies. The new Pixies. I just got some atmosphere. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I love the Pixies, you know, too. Yeah, yeah. I picked up the new Pixies the other day. Um, yeah, I mean, I like rock. I like punk rock. I like people that play their own instruments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people that actually write their own songs. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be, that's another plus, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're that's, original. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. Okay. You look a little bit like a good friend of Jimmy's and mine, Burton Gazak. Oh yeah, he, does he, cha- like he changed his name. He's from Me- he's Mexican also, but from Texas. And his mom is from Mexico, and his dad, and um, he's a dear friend of ours. And his name was really something very Spanish. And I don't know why he changed it to Burton Gazar. I think it was something it's like Gazara, isn't it? Gazara. Yes, Gazara. It's Gazara. Yeah. Anyway, he changed it. I think he should go back to his original name, whatever it was. Well, let's go back, though. So everybody... Like we... I should talk. Russell's not my real name. It's my <laughs> stage name. Yeah, my real name's not Jimmy Starr, either. Mine is, Sere- <laughs> mine is Serego. Like, I'm the is... only one with an original name, and I will never change my name because I right. love it. I think it's unique, and everybody's into this branding now where they're branding themselves, and a lot of you know, brand management companies and PR people are telling actors and, and entertainers that they need to change their name and this and that. Nobody's dared once say that to me because I think they, they would know the answer. But uh, I would never change my name for any reason. I don't care. I love it. I'm a Serego and I'm proud. I'm Italian till I die. There you <laughs> well, go. if I stayed right. Ron Serego, then everybody would know you're my daughter. Yeah, so, I know. And then that would just like really blow the whole, you know, Jimmy Star show. Process. Not like that ever really works anyway. <laughs> I adapted the name Russell because of my love for the famous film star Jane Russell, who later in years became my, one of my closest and dearest friends. Uh, so I'm proud to wear the Russell name because of my buddy Jane. She was a great lady. So let's go back to Manny. So you guys, Manny's got a great film. It's hopefully coming out by the end of the year. It's called Pure Love. It's with Charlene. How do you pronounce Charlene's last name? Do you know how to pronounce it? Amoya. Amoya, okay, that's what I thought. We love her. She's fabulous. We think you're fabulous, so we want everybody to check it. Is there a website or anything for updates on the film or no? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I kind of wanted to make sure it was done before. I don't like when people put things out and then don't have it out for six months or a year later, you know? I just, so I'm putting it out. I'm Actually, it out I like that. Now that's good. And post-production, yeah. I, just, I don't like people burning out. So um, it'll be up soon, but they can follow me on Instagram. They can follow me on my Facebook. Um, actually, on Vimeo. Also, Soy Manny Hernandez on Vimeo. Um, yeah, so it'll be out there here soon. And I'll, 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 I'll let you know. Uh, 
Can I tell you something? They sure. bugged me. They said, you must tweet today. If you don't tweet, you're not really doing yourself any good. Yeah. I don't know what the hell tweeting does for you. I don't understand it. But perhaps you should investigate it. And if it's really what they say it is. Jimmy, how many tweets do you have? Or Twitters or Twitter? Uh, I have 600,000 Twitter followers. And like I get a lot of things, businesses, movie really? deals. I get movie deals, actors, guests for this show, artists for the record label. I get everything through Twitter. Twitter is like the place to, to actually so you know be. I'm going to sort of encourage you. And I'm going to follow you on uh, – I'll follow you on Instagram and give you my email. And then you can shoot me your email Great. and uh, – uh, and if you want, I'll even get on the phone one day and I'll teach you how to tweet. We'll do it on the phone. You get on a computer and I'll get on a computer and I'll teach you how to do it because it would be very, very de beneficial, especially when you start promoting all your films that you've uh, produced and yeah. directed and stuff. It would be a big deal. So I will find you on uh, Instagram and, and, and see if we can help it and hook it all up. See, what I don't understand about tweeting is like tonight, if I were tweeting, I would say, Jimmy and I are at the movies watching Godzilla and then we're going to sneak in to watch the, the other film. <laughs> Now that goes out to like, well, we do People that, you know. That. Hey, People 14 bucks, a, 14 bucks a ticket's a lot of money. And I if we go see. Say what theater you're at, you're okay. Because then they'll well, wait, well, wait a minute. If we go to see a 3D movie, it's like seven, 16 bucks for two. Plus the pop. The, Each the, person. The Coca-Cola that Jimmy gets is six bucks for Coke. Could you believe? I mean, cocaine. I remember when that used to be six bucks. But now Coca-Cola is <laughs> six bucks. So it's really ridiculous. So we wait for the movie that we want. We sneak in. He brings all those like drug references up throughout the whole show, but we're like as straight as an arrow. Oh, I, I was just going to say, wait serious. a minute. He's like never really done drugs in his life ever. So He just <laughs> brings them up to sound cool. He's not a druggie. <laughs> no, I've smoked pot a few times and I got yeah. so freaking hungry. All I did was eat the chocolate, everything I could find in the refrigerator. That Man, was I, came, I came home one time and he's got sunglasses on, the lights are out, except one light in, in the living room and there's like techno music and he's dancing. And my sister, I think, I had gotten high too, I don't remember. And I came home and he's dancing and there's a joint stand. And I said, what the hell? He was having knee pain. So his legit reason, and in all fairness, it's true. My dad had just took a couple of hits just to get rid of the knee pain because, you know, he was having, he hurt his knee that day, fell or something, I don't know, building something. But whatever. Oh, it's true. It's true. So it was a form of like pain, you know, pain, pain medicine. But I'm the only 100% like drug free, well, besides soda and stuff, person you'll ever meet. Like I've never even tried a drug before. You know, we, we, we like <laughs> champagne at certain occasions. Yeah. And I said to Jimmy at one of our affairs we went to, please taste it. See if you like it. And he went, mm, it's bitter. He doesn't even drink wine or champagne. Jimmy is totally 100%. I Except guess. for sugar. I like sugar, so like I drink soda That's and stuff, but I don't do any kind high, of drug. He's high on the sugar all the time, so he doesn't need anything. <laughs> sugar? All right, let's go You're back. You're as bad as we are. <laughs> we got to go back, though. So, Manny, we wanna, first of all, we want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting up this interview. You've been yes, a, yes. an absolute charm and delight, and really, when any of your stuff comes out, we'd love to help promote it any way that we can, and I'll help you work on Twitter, too. Uh, I think you're a super cool talent. I think the fact that you gave your dad your kidney is like the coolest thing the ever. Best. And family, family is everything, and, and it, it's a really, really, really great thing that you did. So, uh, all the best to you and your family, and your Thank parents, you. and everybody. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll be in touch. And if you need anything, let us know. And otherwise, thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Later, Manny, Manny, hasta la vista. All righty, bye bye. Adios, have a good day. Adios, adios. ciao, adios, ciao, guys. Nice, nice guy. guy. We said it together. Very nice. Uh, 
very nice fella. Absolutely. I loved it. Chad? I, I, I like yeah. all the people we have on this show. Yeah, well, it's fun. But you that gotta girl, have fun. that girl, I love her. What's her name? I came. Charlene Amoya. Amoya. She oh. used to be on Mad Men. Do you remember her yeah, when she was on our nice. show, folks? She was the best. And you know why I love her? Because she said, when you come to one of my husband's restaurants, you can have a dessert for free. <laughs> I didn't forget that. She I'm going to have my it either. She's a super sweet. No, like I care about a free dessert. I don't even eat desserts because I'm not supposed to eat sugar. I hate no, sugar. No, you're not. Oh, yeah, you, you hate it. Hate <laughs> yeah, you hate sugar. <laughs> I'm trying to lose, no, I'm trying to lose some weight. I saw myself in that film I did, and I saw this fat man with a big fat belly and a big fat ass, and I said, is that what I look like on film? No, but, but that's what the character was supposed to look at, so you did your job as an actor. You have I know that, but I want to be skinny, so I figured, you know, the last time I was on film, I was much thinner, like 20 pounds thinner. And film does add a lot of weight to you. I just looked old and fat and ugly. I was like, ugh. So, ugh. so, you guys, a couple quick things. We want to thank all our syndicates, W4CY Radio, and the greatest engineer on the planet, Mr. Chad Murphy. Yay, well, thank you very much. For Chad. Sure. Chad, we want to uh, tell you you can hear us also on Monster FM Radio in New York on Sunday nights, WROM Radio in Detroit on Saturday nights, Planet Radio Network, uh, which also airs in New York, LA, Ontario, and London. We're there on Friday nights. WBAD.net in Washington, D.C. Thursdays, and Jackalope Radio in Kansas City on Thursday nights, and we can also hear us on the 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Everywhere. That's a lot. Wow. We're all over And um, next week, you guys, and Lady Lake is in the, in, the, uh, in the chat room. If you guys follow at Lady Lake Music on Twitter, she's also a music promoter. She represents some of the greatest artists ever. And next week we have one of her uh, duos coming on. Their names are Lori Diamond and Fred Abatelli. They're really, really great. We're going to have a really good time with them. And then we have Ron and I's love, Miss Lily McLeod. Yay. I really and do. Live with now that her new single is coming out, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I just wanted to get all that stuff in in case we were going to run out of time. But now we still got like a minute or two, right, Chad? Yeah, well, and now. And I have, I'm, I'm auditioning for a play that's in September in New Orleans. Wait, wait, you're going in and out. What was that? Can you hear me now? You're going in and out. You're flickering. Say it again, Deirdre. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So Tuesday, I'm going to be auditioning for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, that that should be a snap. Exactly. <laughs> that, should, that should be an easy cast. <laughs> Honey, listen, <laughs> the truth. Really I miss you so much, and uh, I do love you. And I miss oh you. Oh, my God. You guys don't do this on the radio. Yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> I, do. I don't care. Our listeners like it. They want to hear the truth. They don't want we to do miss you, dear. Phony crap. Uh, I miss I you, honey. I really, I really painfully miss you. I do. Uh. So. Also, you guys can turn in uh, to the Irish Ginger Show Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time for the Irish Ginger Show. Who's gonna? They have uh, author Bill Hillman coming on, who's also the author of the Quigley, uh, the writer of the Quigley movies, coming on. So Friday yeah. night, 5 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY, the Irish Ginger Show or Ginger Irish Show. I always mess that up. One hey, of the two. The Deirdre, Irish you, Ginger Show. Irish Ginger Show. Okay. Are you going for the nurse in one who flew over the cuckoo's nest? Yeah, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. Oh, that's a good part. She's one evil bitch. Uh -huh. That's a good part, honey. That's a meat eater part. I know. You better oh, like. You, it, you have to like work on it. work on like you know. It's a movie a remake movie. No, they're doing the play. It, oh, it originally it originally was a play. Yeah. I know. I know. Play and then they made it a movie. Yeah. No. Well, so my, tonight, my, Michael uh, Michael saw it 
and he loved it, and he wanted it for years, and he asked Michael Douglas, and he said to his father, what do you think? And his father said, I don't think it's going to go, blah, 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 blah. And after 16 years that Michael had... Doug Doug bought the rights to the film of it, yeah. And then finally, after 16 years, he got the funding and the production. So you see, Jimmy, 16 years from now, we could get one of our films up. That's right. We're going to get them before that. I mean, I'll be be pushing up daisies, but that's okay. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. You can follow at Jimmy Star Show. Ron is at Ron Russell Show, which he only goes on at like once a week, but that's okay. Still follow him. Deirdre is? Deirdre Sarego. And then, there you go, at Deirdre Serego. Um, like our Facebook page, Jimmy Star Show. I'm Star Jimmy and Jimmy Star on Facebook. Ron is Ron Russell Show on Facebook. And Deirdre is Deirdre Serego on Facebook. Follow all of us. And uh, and I guess that's it. And have a great weekend. Chad, thank you so much. Yeah, thank man. You. Bye, Thanks, listeners. Love you. Bye, Bye everybody. Love you guys. Later. Bye. 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 Chicks and the geezers, do you know what I mean?